I think mama had something to do with that. I think mama may have prepared her for this occasion. She's preparing her daughter as a secret weapon. Herod, I'm telling you, it's a setup. Hello everyone, welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio. You are moments away from receiving God's rich word. But first, remember that you can subscribe to our Roku channel as well as our podcast. And don't forget, for more information, you can always contact us at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's word. It's time to have fun, amen? You know, the, I found through the years that the anointing of the Lord um, doesn't flow, doesn't flow so well or to the greatest degree, I can say, when we are all tensed up and, and worried and frustrated. But the anointing flows so wonderfully when you relax. And one of the times to, that we really relax is when we're having fun, when we, are, when we are playing. You're not tense. You're having a good time. Hallelujah. So I, I just want to tell you guys today, just come on and enjoy Jesus with us. Come on, enjoy Jesus with us. Those of you that are online, our online community, come on and enjoy Jesus. And uh, we thank you for watching today and being a part of this service. Amen. So everybody, let's just, let's enjoy Jesus. Amen. All right. Well, uh, turn with me in your Bibles, or you can look up on the screen. We're going to start here today in the book of uh, Mark, the sixth chapter, Mark 6, uh, verse number 14 through 29. As we speak uh, from the subject of, uh, it's a setup, so be ready. It's a setup, so be ready. And I pray that you're really getting this, that you're really hearing this. It's a setup. So be ready. Now, I do know that as we sow the word of God, as we sow the seed of the word, uh, not every ground is going to receive it. Uh, in the parable of the sower, in the parable of the sower, there were uh, four types of fields, right? Uh, one, I believe, was the, what some seed fell by the wayside, and the other uh, fell among, uh, I think, stony places. The other one fell among thorns. And the other one uh, fell on good ground. So one out of four is going to actually get the word and produce it. I pray that our average is greater today, but, <laughs> but that's up to you today. So I'm really coming today not to speak to all, but to speak to many. Glory to God, to speak to many. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm coming today to speak to many because... Uh, there's a, group, there's a group that's going to really bring forth. And, you know, and there's a blessing anytime the word of God is brought forth. So everybody, I believe, is going to get blessed just by the sound, just by the, the spirit of the Lord, just by the anointing of his presence. Hallelujah. But then some will actually bring forth. So I pray that today, I pray that all will bring forth. But I'm speaking to the many. I'm speaking to the few. I'm speaking to the some. And uh, you know who you are, whether you're here in the building or uh, there online. I'm speaking to you. So hear the word of the Lord. All right. So uh, again, we're speaking from the subject of it's a setup. So be ready. It's a setup. This is what the Lord told me. It's a setup. So be ready. Life is filled with setups where the enemy is trying to set you up, trying to set you up. God said, it's a setup. It's coming. So be ready. So be ready. 
Come on, let's have fun in the Word of God. All right, so Mark, the sixth chapter, I'm going to try to read through verse 14 through 29 of the King James Version, then we'll go back, but let's just see what happens here. All right, so Mark, the sixth chapter, verse 14 through 29, King James Version, it starts like this. And King Herod heard of him, talking about Jesus, uh, for his name was spread abroad. And he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead, and therefore uh, mighty works do show forth uh, themselves in him. Others said that it is Elias, and others said that it is a prophet or as one of the prophets. But when Herod heard thereof, he said, it is John whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead. All right, so now we're about to go into the account of how King Herod um, beheaded John the Baptist. But see, first see something in verse number 14. We can go back up there for a second. I, I, love the, I love it when the Lord smiles at us. Can I show you another, um, another opportunity or another uh, time that God smiles at you? Can I show you him smiling at you? Look at verse number 14. And King Herod heard of him. Heard of who? That's heard of Jesus. For his name, the name of Jesus, was spread abroad. Smile. Do you see that in your Bible? See that colon in that uh, closed parentheses? Do you see that in your Bible? The Lord's smiling at you. Smile. For his name is spread abroad. I see the Lord smiling now. Smile. Oh, he loves it when his name is spread abroad. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, that's not just a coincidence. I'm telling you, Jesus loves that. He loves that. All right. So now we're about to really get into it now. Um, as we talk about the setup, how that old devil set Herod up. And uh, how John the Baptist met his uh, demise. So verse 17 says, for Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John and bound him in prison for Herodias's sake, uh, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. We'll talk about that. For John had said unto Herod, it is not lawful for thee uh, to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Herodias uh, had a quarrel against him and would have killed him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and holy and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. And when a convenient day was come, that John, rather that Herod on his birthday had a supper. Let me start the verse again. And when a convenient day was come, that Herod on his birthday had a supper to his lords, high captains, and chief estates of Galilee. And when the daughter of the said Herodias came in and danced and pleased Herod, and them that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, Ask of me whatsoever thou wilt, and I will give it thee. And he swear unto her, Whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give it thee unto the half of my kingdom. And she went forth and said to her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. 
And she came in straightway with haste unto the king and asked, saying, I will that thou give me by and by in a charger, or that is a platter, on a platter, the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceeding sorry, yet for his oath's sake and for their sakes which sat with him, he would not reject her. And immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded uh, and commanded his uh, head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head in a charger and gave it to the damsel. And the damsel gave it to her mother and his and when his disciples heard of it, they came and took up his corpse and laid it in a tomb. That's a bit of Bible trivia there. Uh, what person in the Bible was buried without a head, a headless body? Well, that was John the Baptist. All right, so today let's talk about the setup. Let's talk about the setup. Now, let's go back, verse, um, verse number 17 again, and it says um, that Herod, Herod married Herodias. Now, the name Herod, uh, Herod, the name Herod means heroic, heroic, someone that is supposed to be a hero, right? The name Herod means heroic, say heroic, heroic. And uh, he married uh, Herodias. Her name also means uh, heroic. So these should have been two heroic people, two defenders, and heroic means someone that is brave, someone that takes up the fight for someone else, but that was not their character. That was their name, but they didn't meet up to it. So what happens here? Uh, King Herod was married to another lady, to a princess, and he divorced her when he saw his brother Philip's wife, Herodias. Imagine that. Here's this man. Let's say you're married to someone and you have your wife and you see your brother's wife and say, oh, my goodness, she looked much better than the one I got. And so he divorced his wife, spurned her, pushed her aside, which uh, her father, also another king, uh, made war against King Herod here and overcame him, by the way, because of that. But Herodias was married to his brother, Philip. And of course, Herodias divorced Philip. And then they got together, uh, King Herod and Herodias. You say, oh, one big happy family now. There was problems, but they say, well, at least we got each other. But this decision led Herod down a very dark path. And I'm going to show you this in the word of God. So here's King Herod now. And by all accounts, Rome, because they're of the city of Rome, they're, they're serving under Caesar's pleasure. They have gotten everything right legally with Rome. And that's fine. But John the Baptist comes and says, no, Herod, there is a higher law. There's a higher law, and God said it is not lawful, it's not right, it is against God that you would have your brother's wife. So it was okay with the world, but it was not okay with God, point number one. 
There'll be some things even in our culture today that will be okay with Rome, but not okay with God. Okay with uh, with the senators and governors and all this laws in the land here. It will be okay with them, but not okay with God. Because John here again preached a higher law. He served a higher king than that of Caesar or than that of, of Herod. And he proclaimed that, hey, God said it's not right. It's not in order for you to have your brother's wife. Now, I want you to see something here. It says here, look at verse number 17. It says, or rather, verse 18. For John had said unto Herod, it is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Look at verse 19. Therefore, Herodias, the wife, Herodias had a quarrel. The word quarrel there means a grudge. She held a grudge against him and would have killed him. Now think about this. John the Baptist is a preacher. Where is he preaching? He's preaching by the River Jordan. He's preaching by the muddy River Jordan in a very obscure place, preaching in the wilderness. And where are they? They're in a palace surrounded by guards. Somebody's getting this already. They're in a palace. They're eating all these fine food, dressed all. They got servants and attending attendants and all that, all these people all around them. So by, I mean, they're rich. And John the Baptist is eating uh, plants and he has a robe of camel's hair. And, you know, by all accounts, he's very poor. So this quote unquote poor man, which is carrying the word of almighty God, speaks a word and it strikes the heart of the king. It strikes his wife so much so that she said, I'm going to kill him. Why are you trying to mess up my home? I'm going to kill him. That tells you the power that's in your mouth, the power of prayer. It strikes them. You would think she would have said, I don't care about him. But she could not deny the law of heaven because the word of God has weight. And it struck her, struck her to the degree that she wanted to kill him. But listen, but she could not. Let's look at this. Uh, uh, it says here in verse 19 again, therefore Herod had a quarrel, uh, uh, Herodias rather had a quarrel against him, a grudge against him and, uh, and would have killed him, but she could not. Why couldn't she? Verse 20, for Herod feared John. In other words, Herod protected him. Don't, uh -uh, I'm not going to kill him. I'm not going to kill him. But listen, I want you to see something because this is so wonderful. It makes me want to do jumping jacks. It's so wonderful. I pray that you're here with me. It says, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and a holy. Listen, he feared him knowing that he was a just man, a holy man. So what kind of power did John the Baptist have way down, preaching by the muddy river, preaching in the woods, dirt poor, so to speak, because he had power, one, because he had the word of God and because his life backed up what he was saying. Herod knew his reputation. He knew his character. He knew he was holy. He knew he was righteous. And those words, when John the Baptist spoke it, it struck the heart of the king. It struck his wife. You would think, why would they? Well, I don't have, I want, you would think Herodias and Herod wouldn't have anything to do with it. What, this little man out there, what, what about him? We're in the palace, what about him? 
But their words, John's words, because his life matched up with his words, it created power. Are you hearing? The king knew that John was not a hypocrite, but that John was real. You see this? The king said, I know this man. Um, that he is in a whole, that he's a holy man of God, basically. And he says, and observed him. The word observed there means to protect. Herod protected John. Now, John was in prison at this point because for, uh, for his wife's sake, uh, for Herodias' sake, the king, after John said those words, the king went and had him arrested and put in a dungeon. John, you got to be quiet now. So he put him in the dungeon, put him in jail to silence him so he wouldn't speak anymore. But John's words still kept ringing in Herodias's ears. She held a grudge against him. Now, John is in your prison. He is in the dungeon. He's not talking to anybody right now. But yet and still, she's still angry. The word is still in her heart. And she knows she's done. She knows she has done wrong. Are you with me? She knows this. All right, now, let's look at this now. I'm bringing, I'm taking you all this place so I can show you this setup that's happening here. Now, it says, again, verse number 20, uh, for Herod feared John. He respected John. There was a reverential fear of John, knowing that he was a just man. Uh, You see, here's one thing, too. When your life lines up with the word of God, the enemy fears you. You are the one that goes bump in the night. You are the one. When your life lines up with the word of God, the devil fears you. Why did Herod want to kill? Why did Herodias want to kill him? Because she was afraid of him. Got to stir that soup because she was afraid of him. I'm telling you, the world fears a preacher. They, they fear the body of Christ. They, they fear someone whose life lines up with the word of God. The devil fears you and is afraid of you. You say, why am I under all this attack? Why is all this happening to me? Because the devil's afraid of you. This is why he's trying to destroy you. But he's afraid of you. But listen, uh, God will still use someone to preserve, someone to uh, protect, even in that place. This is so wonderful. This is so wonderful. I'm having fun today. All right. So Herod feared, feared John, knowing that he was a just man, a holy man, and, and observed him or protected him. And when he heard him, listen, when he heard him, when Herod heard John preaching or heard of his preaching, He did many things and heard him gladly. Now, I want you to grab a hold of this. Here's the king now. He hears John's preaching or hears of his preaching. What happens? He heard him and then he did many things. He heard the word and then he did things. Isn't that something? He heard the word. He did things. And he heard him gladly. Now, this is the part that it gets kind of confusing. I want you to see this. Because there are a lot of people that will hear God's word and uh, they'll do many things. And they may be glad to hear the word, glad to hear the word until that same word, until a word, until God sends a word that disrupts their lifestyle. 
Let me show you this. Go with me uh, to Matthew. We're going to come right back. Matthew 14, verses 4 and 5, because this Matthew gives another account of, of Herod. I want you to see this. This is how Herod really felt about John. Now, he loved to hear John preach. He was entertained by John. There's a difference between being entertained and really being informed so that your life can be changed. John's words entertained Herod. He didn't really understand them, but he was entertained. He he. He was glad to hear him. He was entertained. And a lot of people come to church or they hear preachers just to be entertained. <laughs> Look at that man. He's doing all the stirring of the soup. He's jumping around in the pulpit. Oh, this is so entertaining until a word is spoken that goes against your lifestyle. He said the John feared rather Herodias or yeah, Herodias definitely feared John, but Herod also feared John. And look at this. Look at Matthew 14, verses 4 and 5. And I want you to see this. This, this is really in the heart of this as Matthew brings up the same account. John had heard, rather, uh, this is out of the New Living Translation. Uh, again, Matthew 14, 4 and 5. John had been telling Herod, it is against God's law for you to marry her. Verse 5. Herod wanted to kill John. You see this? Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of a riot because all the people believed John was a prophet. So Herod loved to hear John. He was glad to hear John. He was glad to hear him until, until John said something that disrupted his lifestyle. Are you with me? I pray that you're getting this because we said all of that to get you here to this point that you would understand that it's a setup. So you've got to be ready. What's going to happen? Because there's going to be a lot of there's going to be opportunities that's going to come before you opportunities because the devil's been nursing a grudge against you. Herodias was nursing a grudge against John the Baptist. She was nursing a grudge against him. She wanted to kill him. And when, when he said that word, she wanted to kill him. And she kept that desire in her heart. Now, look at this. Um, verse 20 says again, he did many things and heard him gladly. Verse 21. And when a convenient day was come, when a convenient day was come, that Herod on his birthday made a supper uh, to his lords, high captains, and chief estates of Galilee. The Bible says when a convenient day, when the opportunity hit, she was waiting. Herodias was waiting for an opportunity to kill John. And she's about to play Herod like a flute. Because she observed her husband and she knew what he was like when it was party time. She knew what he was going to do. She knows what he likes and she waited. It's a setup. 
Now, again, Herod did not want to kill John. Well, it says Matthew that he wanted to kill him, but he would not. Because one, Matthew says he feared a riot. And here in Mark, he wouldn't kill him because he knew he was a just man and a man that, um, that was holy. So he protected him. So inwardly, because I like you, John, I, I really do. I mean, you're funny. You're, you're entertaining until you said that. And I want to kill you, but I know you're a holy man. Uh, I'm conflicted, so I'm just going to protect you because my wife really wants to kill you. Does that make sense? So Herodias is about to set Herod up. Now, here's the point that we come in on. He's about to set, she's about to set Herod up. Now, here's what the devil does. Grab a hold of this. She waited until a convenient time to strike. Up until this time, she has observed her husband. And listen, the enemy keeps files on you. He keeps files on you. I don't want to break that. I guess I'm going to break it to some of you. He keeps files on you. He knows what you like, knows, knows what will f- push your button, knows what will set you off. He keeps a file on you. And he waits for an appropriate time, an opportune time to set you up. Listen, you'll see this, to set you up so that you will say something or that you will do something that will cause some amount of destruction to yourself or to someone else. It's a setup, the Lord said, so be ready. It's a setup, so be ready. Listen, now here's the opportune time. Here's, here's Herodias' plan. It says, verse 22, and when the daughter of the said Herodias came in, oh boy, look at her. She came in and danced and pleased Herod and them that sat with him. You see that? And sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, ask of me whatsoever thou wilt, and I will give it thee. And he swore, he said, I swear to God, he said, he swore, whatever you will ask of me, I will give it you unto the half of my kingdom. She set him up. Now, who's dancing? Herodias' daughter? Well, who's Herodias? Who's Herodias married to? Herod? Huh. So who's the damsel? This could be either Herod himself, his own daughter, or at the least it could be his niece, Philip's. Because remember, Philip, his brother, and Herodias were married, and then she divorced him. So at the least this could be Herod's niece. She comes out here and she dances before him. You think, my God, it seemed like any good man, any good father, father would say, somebody give me something to cover her up. Why are you dancing like this out here, daughter? What's wrong with you? Why are you doing all this sensual moving and all that stuff? Why are you doing that? This is your own daughter. And so he is lusting now over his own daughter or over his own knees. He and and all the captains and these grown men looking at this young girl. Today we call it child pornography. And she is dancing around. You say, how disgusting is that? Man, that's your own daughter. Well, she gets a, well, how did she learn to dance like that? 
It's not something that you're just born with. How'd you learn to move it and shake it like that? How'd you learn to drop it like it's hot? I think mama had something to do with that. I think mama may have prepared her for this occasion. She's preparing her daughter as a secret weapon. Herod, I'm telling you, it's a setup. And she knew his birthday was coming and they liked to drink. To drink, I'm sorry. And she knew he'd have all his buddies there. Baby, go on in. It's time now. She's wearing something skimpy, something that promotes the lusts of these men. The Bible says she came in and she danced. She shook it. She dropped it. She popped and locked it. She may have done the wave. She may have done some break dancing. I'm not sure, but she got in there, and the Bible says that she pleased them. Their tongues fell out of their mouth. Flies could have flown in. And Herod said something that he regretted probably for the rest of his life. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. He opened his mouth and said, Whatever you want. Up to the half of my kingdom. I swear. What kind of dance is that? I swear. Up to the half of my kingdom. So we could be talking about maybe today's standards. Millions of dollars. Gold and jewels and properties and cattle and, and horses. All these things are now laid before this young girl's feet. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Instead of saying, hmm, I'll take this palace. I'll take the royal treasury, half of the royal treasury with it. I will take all of that. Instead, she goes back to her mama. Mama, 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 mama. What do I want? You want me to do what, mama? You want a head? Listen, it was a setup. So here's what we want to get to today. Herod wasn't ready for that time, but you must be ready. You say, well, I know that I'll be ready. Hey, when the devil comes with all his stuff, I know I'll be ready. You see, that's what the disciples said, too. But the truth of the matter is you don't know what's in you until you are tested, until you are proven. You don't know what's in you. You don't know what you really do. If I had that money, I would do this and the other. Well, that's probably why you don't have that money. Because once you get it, I don't know what you would do. You don't know what she would do when you're faced with it. It's easy to be what they call an armchair quarterback Monday morning or whatever, or during, during the game, you're sitting at home and you're telling the coach what he ought to do, you know, but you're not down on the field. You're not running the play. 
We're sitting back somewhere. But when you get in that same circumstance under that same pressure, what will you do? The disciples, look at this. The disciples said in Matthew 26, verse 21 through 22, as the Lord was telling them here, he said, um, and as they sat and as they did eat, he said, verily I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. And they were sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, what? Lord, is it me? Now grab a hold of that now. Grab a hold of this because we're about to close out in just a minute. Grab a hold of this. They all knew I don't know what's in me. Jesus said, one of y'all are going to betray me. One of you will betray me. It will happen. And they said, am I going to do it? Am I going to do this? And Jesus told them, you know, no, it's Judas. Now look at another one. Let's look at, let's look further on down here to Luke 22. Luke 22, Peter also didn't know what was in him. Listen to what Peter said. Luke 22, verses 33 through 34. And it says this, and he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. That's what Peter said. I'm ready. Jesus said, and Jesus, rather than he said, I tell thee, Peter, the conch shall crow, the shall not crow this day, but before, rather before that thou uh, shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. You're going to deny me, Peter. No, Lord, I'm ready to go to prison for you. I'm ready to die for you. No, I'm ready to go. He said, Peter, you don't know what's in you. You're feeling this way now, right now, when you're not under that type of pressure. But listen, the enemy has been keeping a file on you. I hope you hear what I'm saying to you. I hope you hear what the Lord is saying. The enemy has been keeping a file on you, and he knows what you like. And he knows what will flip your world upside down. He's waiting for an opportunity. Waiting for an opportunity. So the Lord tells you in advance, all those that are hearing this word right now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Lord gives you a word in advance telling you, be ready. It's coming. It's a setup. The devil is organizing a setup as you speak right as I speak right now. And you will go into this testing period, but you must overcome it. Let me give you this advice here. What is what the Lord said here in, in Matthew 26, verse 41. Look at look at this. This is what he tells the disciples. And this is what he's telling us here today in Matthew 26, verse 41. The Lord tells them, watch and pray. That ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He said, watch. The word watch there means to, it means to uh, give strict attention to. It means to be actively cautious, to be watching. I mean, you're looking. You know something is coming. He says, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Hear the word of the Lord. He says, watch and pray. Because listen, if you fail this test, it's going to cause heartache for you. And it's going to cause some others around you to have to clean up the mess that you're going to make. It's going to be a mess. 
it's going to be a mess. You don't want people to have to apologize for you and, and try to help you up. And I'm not sure how many of you have ever been in a mess, just mess, just something bad. And you look around and say, oh, God, how did I get in this? How did I do this? And like Herod, there's something you cannot get out of. You said it. You did it. Because Herod said it around his, his lords and his leaders for his oath's sake, the Bible says, he had to do it. He put himself in a situation that he could not get out of. He had to do it. That's exactly what the devil wants to do. I pray you're hearing me. Something's going to be presented before you. It's going to just lay right before you. Something's going to happen. But you must watch and pray. And I pray that and when that moment comes, you will hear these words. It's a setup. Resist it. It's a setup because on the other side of the testing period, there is great promotion. And many of you have been asking, Lord, promote me. I want more this. I want more that. I want to be able to, to provide this for my family. I want to do this. That's promotion. You're saying I want to go to a higher level. I want to do more. I want to do more. All right. Well, before the Lord can give you more, you must be tested. To want more money is to want more weight. To want more of anything is to want more weight. So before, it's like before the Lord says, I will give you this. Yes, you can have this son. Yes, you can have this daughter. And then he puts that weight on you to see if you can handle this. But if your knees begin to buckle, you're not ready for it yet. But if you remain true through the testing period, you get that and a whole lot more. Let me give you one more scripture. Then we're going to close out. First Peter. First Peter. I want you to observe these words. First Peter five verses five through nine. Oh, I'm having a great time today. Ooh, because listen, I had to go through a testing period. I'm not telling you something that I just read about in the book. Courtney, I'm telling you, I went through a strong, my God, a testing period. I wanted to die as my knees almost buckled. Hallelujah. I went through a season where I said, ask the Lord, Lord, am I really a pastor? Am I really a pastor? Do you want me to continue with this work? Do, should, should, should I stop this? What, if, what else do you want me to do? I actually began to consider another form of occupation. I said, God, maybe this is not you. Maybe not. This is, this is not how it's supposed to be. I was in a testing period to my core, to my core. But the Lord said, before I can give you more, you must be tested and before jesus started his public ministry he first had to go into the wilderness being led of the wilderness being led into the wilderness of the spirit the holy spirit led him into the wilderness into that testing period in the, what we call the mountain of temptation and when that testing period was over the bible says clearly that jesus then he came out in the power of the spirit they must be tested your resolve must be tested you want more you've been asking for more you've been asking for promotion then you must be tested Oh, get ready. <laughs> I'm telling you beforehand. There's a test. There's a test. Look at 1 Peter 
The fifth chapter, first Peter 5, verse 5 through 9, it says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Verse 6, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, and he, rather, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Look at verse 8. It says, be sober, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions, the same troubles are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. He says, be sober. The word sober simply means stay calm. Don't get so excited about it. When it happens, stay calm. Don't let it rock your world. Stay calm. Stay calm. Know that you're in the testing period. Stay calm. You say everything is falling down around me. Stay calm. Now, being sober also means don't get overly excited either. Because you can lose in both, uh, to both degrees. If you get overly excited, uh, temptation can come and you'll fall to it. You're so excited, I don't care. I'm just so happy, I don't care, whatever. And you sign your name to something you can't get out of. And don't go to the other extreme and be overly down and depressed. Bad things can happen over there. He says, stay calm. Don't allow the situation to move you. Stay calm. Stay calm. Let me give you one more example. As my wife and I were coming back from the, uh, from the marriage retreat, that great marriage retreat that the Lord poured out there, we came back home and walked in the door, and we heard, <laughs> now, it wasn't a dog. It's our refrigerator stand, my refrigerator, my LG refrigerator, silver refrigerator, like what in the world it didn't sound like that when we left and we'd only been gone a few days like Mike who can I call to come out here and fix it who can what these are the first thoughts that are coming coming through my mind I mean I heard uh, unplug it what and we took stuff out the freezer and put it into the deep freezer and then after a while plug it back up uh, okay plug it back up it was quiet then I heard I don't think about the rap but I'm not gonna do that I said all right Lord I give this to you I said something's wrong here stay calm the spirit kept betting me I mean bidding me stay calm I said okay Lord I give it to you walked away a few hours later stopped making a noise and it hasn't made a peep since there's nothing wrong with our refrigerator it was a test there was a there was the, a disturbance meant to have me to speak over it you are broken. This thing is broken. Something wrong with it. It's broken. The enemy is trying to get your word. 
This something's wrong with this. Something wrong with you. It's broken. It's broken. You're trying to get it. Trying to get your word. Oh, he said it. Now I can make this happen. You know, something you've heard people say, well, there's smoke, there's fire. No, listen, in the spirit, there could be smoke, but you will make the fire by your words. Don't make the fire. It's a setup. Stay calm. In the event of an emergency, a mask will lower. Put it on yourself first. Make sure it's secure. And then apply your other mask to those that are in need. Make sure you get some air first so you don't pass out. Trying to put a mask on them and you won't pass out. Put yours on first. Stay calm. Then put theirs on them. And you will all live happily ever after. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're going to stop there. Glory to God. Let's give the Lord Jesus a hand of praise. Lord, we love you so very much. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. And there you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.